Last week, we began to identify some of the spiritual disciplines Jesus made a habit of keeping. If you haven't listened to that episode, I want to invite you to pause this one and go back to episode eight for context in the first two disciplines, which are prayer and fasting, before coming back here. Now, I said it before, but I'm going to say it again. If it's important to Jesus, it should be important to us. Today, we're going to continue analyzing our own daily patterns and habits of living in light of the spiritual disciplines that have been modeled for us. But before we do that, I want to pause and reflect. This podcast is, after all, for those of us who, whether recovering or otherwise, might self-label as perfectionist, people-pleaser, and overachiever, which means a conversation about striving has to be had. I just want to put it out there right now and get it out of the way. We cannot earn our way to heaven. We cannot be our own savior. We cannot earn God's love. These episodes are not at all meant to create a checklist of things to do to ace the quiz or whatever, but instead allow us to pursue Jesus in a way that maybe we weren't before. God has given us a spirit of self-control, which absolutely means that we can engage in spiritual disciplines without it becoming a quest for perfection. Instead, these practices are another avenue through which we can experience God. They are opportunities for growth and so much more than an assignment on which we can score a 100. Spiritual disciplines create an environment that encourages growth and also allow us to seek our Father and Creator in very intentional ways. He's after our hearts, not our A-plus work. So with that being said, let's dive into part two. Welcome to Loved and Made Worthy. My name is Erica, and this is a podcast about embracing our God-given purpose and letting go of perfectionism, people-pleasing, and overachieving. If you want a deeper relationship with Jesus and are ready to ditch the labels that God never gave you, this is for you. Listen in as we journey with God to find out who He is, what that means for our life, and ultimately, who He created us to be. So this is part two of growing deeper in faith and closer to Jesus with spiritual disciplines. In part one, we talked about prayer and fasting, two of the disciplines Jesus made a regular habit of keeping. We're going to begin this episode with Bible study. In Luke chapter two, we're told a story of Jesus and his family traveling to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover, which it sounds like they did every year. Jesus is 12 years old at this point, and as they head back home, they don't realize that Jesus isn't in the group that they're traveling with. When they realize he's missing, they go back to Jerusalem to search for him. It's totally not the point of the story, but can you imagine what they were feeling? Not only did they leave behind their son, the one God entrusted them with, but he was missing for three whole days. We're told in verse 46 that they found him in the temple among the teachers, listening and asking questions. It says all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. Now, Jesus was fully man with fully human experiences, which would include studying and learning. Just before this story of Jesus in the temple, verse 40 of Luke chapter 2 says that he grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. 
And after the story, when his parents find him, Luke 2.52 says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Both of those verses indicate that he grew in wisdom, which would be the natural result of regular study. And throughout scripture, we can see how this study and wisdom was an important aspect to how Jesus navigated life and to his ministry. If we circle back to part one, where Jesus went into the desert to fast and be tempted by the devil, we see that he was able to fight back through the use of scripture. For one, this wouldn't have been possible had he not stored the scriptures in his heart. And two, because the enemy fights dirty, he also used scripture. So it was doubly important that Jesus knew his father's words and regarded them as truth. 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 sums up the purpose of Scripture for us. It says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. God's Word is alive and active and allows us to be discerning. It is a lamp to our feet to guide us along our way. It gives us hope and it is our spiritual sword but it can only go to work for us in that way if we engage with it. Reading and studying God's word is imperative to our spiritual growth and safety. We can be led so far astray without it, but more than that, God can work so powerfully through it if we allow him to. The fourth spiritual discipline Jesus regularly engaged in is service. Mark 10 45 says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Of course, we see his ultimate act of service in his death on the cross, but it is well documented in scripture that Jesus was a servant first and foremost. We see him healing physical ailments, speaking life and identity over the hopeless, washing feet, feeding the hungry. In a society that places self above all else, this is the ultimate act of rebellion. So the question becomes, How can we care for and serve others in such a radical way that others wonder what's different about us? And I don't mean radical in that you need to sell all your belongings and give that money to the poor, though if that's what God is calling you to do, by all means go forth and bless, but I mean radical in that it's so far the opposite of what society deems as acceptable. Donating a free hour out of your crazy busy week to help someone move? Incredible, what a blessing you are. Offering to serve in the kitchen when you know nothing about food? Your willingness to be less than perfect at something is beautiful. What happens when we let go of trying to make everyone happy and do things perfectly all the time and instead focus on pleasing God and serving others to show his love? These are the radical acts of service I'm getting at. One of the questions I find helpful to ask myself is, what have I been given and am I stewarding it well? God blesses us with all kinds of things, time, finances, people, influence, knowledge, equipment, etc. And then he gives us opportunities to use those gifts to point back to him. So in our practice of service as a spiritual discipline, we should consider what we've been given and how we're stewarding it. If there is something in your life that you have or know, where are the opportunities for you to use those things to serve others? And if you're not sure, ask God to reveal them to you and give you the courage to engage in service with them. The fifth and final spiritual discipline we're going to talk about is silence and solitude. 
It's easy to imagine that Jesus loved being among the people since we so often see him in crowds being so loving and selfless in his service to them, but we also often see him withdraw from those crowds in search of silence and solitude. It was no wonder that people flocked to him, though. He was, after all, the Messiah and regularly healed the sick that could find healing nowhere else. It's also easy to imagine that this was exhausting. In Luke 5.16, we're told that Jesus would withdraw to desolate places and pray. He even encourages his disciples to do the same in Mark 6.31. It says, And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure to even eat. This world is full of noise, much of it distracting and not worth the attention we give it, and it is so countercultural to take a pause a breather, and just exist with God. When was the last time you sat in silence? No music or podcast in your ears, no background noise on the TV. If you're a parent, especially of young children, I understand that this is nearly impossible to do. But for the rest of us who have more opportunity to engage in silence and solitude, when was the last time you did so? Have you ever? There's so much power in leaving behind all the unnecessary noise in search of the only voice that matters, God's. And when we find it, we get to experience God in a deeper, more intimate way that isn't possible in the hum of everyday life. Seeking silence and solitude with God gives us space to rest and recharge and exchange our heavy burden for his light one. Prayer, fasting, Bible study, serving, and solitude and silence are five of the spiritual disciplines Jesus made a habit of practicing, modeling for us a life fully engaged and primed for spiritual growth. Each of these practices are important for our Christian walk, but because we tend to lean toward perfectionism a little too hard, I want to encourage you to start small. Pray to God and ask Him for wisdom and direction, and choose one discipline to implement that you don't already. Choose one and begin there, pursuing Christ in a new and deeper way, and then grow from there. My prayer for all of us is that we will seek God through engaging in spiritual disciplines and grow in wisdom and love so that others might see our light and ask us the reason for our hope. I hope today's episode blessed your spiritual walk and brought you just a little bit closer to Jesus. If you enjoyed listening, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. I love to hear how God is using this in your life. And if you'd like to connect, be sure to join the Loved and Made Worthy Facebook group. I would love to see you there. Now, as we go our separate ways, I just want to remind you of three things. You are seen, you are loved, and you are made worthy in Jesus. I'll see you next time.